0: We just do what we can, and that's that's, that's hospitality. It's a, it's a very resilient industry. Um, we've always worked under pressure. We've always worked long hours, worked weekends, and not, not, not saying it's a whinge and a moan, but we do, as you sort of said, we, we look back and we go, oh, how did we get through that?
1: Today on Daddy Linen... I am coming to you, well, you probably know where I'm coming to you from. It's Melbourne in lockdown and we have the news that our lockdown is to be extended by another week. I don't think anyone is that surprised about it, Um, but there's always a different perspective on things. And today we are going to chat to Grant Flack from Balgowny Estate in the Yarra Valley. Grant, how are you?
0: Very well, Danny. Yourself?
1: Well, I um, was just telling my producer before we got on the air that um, it was, it's so cold and rainy that I had to leave my shopping in the car because I just, <laughs> I just couldn't deal with two trips out to, um, in the rain to bring it in. So luckily it's only eight degrees outside, so I reckon it'll be safe while we have our chat.
0: Yeah, I don't think anything will go off, so.
1: <laughs> I don't think it will. Um, tell, we, you know, this is lockdown number five and, you know, half of the country is in lockdown. South Australia is joining us. New South Wales is, well, Sydney is well embedded in lockdown. What's your lockdown philosophy?
0: Um, I think, like, this one, it, uh, it didn't seem to hit as hard as as the rest, I suppose. Like, it, it did because um, you, you you really do think about your team and, you wonder how they're all going to get through, especially the casual workforce um, with the uncertainty about what they get and how they get it and all of that. But I think this one, maybe we knew it was coming because the cases were in in sort of Greater Sydney and it was only a matter of time. Um, I think our borders, are, whether they're not patrolled or they're not as... It's just there's more people going over them than there is going back and forth with the South Australian borders or definitely the Western Australian borders. So this one was just a bit more maybe expected, and when it hurt, it hit, we were like, oh, maybe we'll get through. Can we get to the weekend? And um, then it was sort of announced, and we just, uh, oh, okay. And the team just really flipped into, into lockdown mode, which is really sad. But, um, yeah, we just cry back things and, and stored things and froze things and contacted suppliers, contacted all our bookings, and I guess we just had to roll through.
1: Mm, there's a bit of a system now.
0: <laughs> there is, and you, you don't. You don't want it to be. It's, it's almost like we've we've actually written a procedure for it and what to do and what to turn off and what to lock down. And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's not motivational, that's for sure.
1: No. Um, you put a really nice post on Facebook and that's sort of what prompted me to reach out to you at this point, just about how to stay, how important it is to stay connected and um, I guess to help one another get through lockdown. Can you sort of talk about that community side of your approach?
0: yeah it was it was i guess oh, it was always sort of within me and my team and what we try and do as a as an organization but it was it was sort of stemmed off a couple of people who I know in the industry and and, and the frustration is real and that was the i guess the wording of it that that they were really frustrated and, and the stop started especially when you're a business owner that must be even even harder um and a smaller establishment possibly but it I, I could understand that that frustration is real, but yes there's no you can be sad and you can you can be a little bit stressed, but I, I just I don't get the anger. I just there's well, nothing's gonna change. Like I'm not saying we as an as an industry can't change things or people's perspectives, but the lockdown was gonna happen. So it's it's how you and it's not like as I sort of just hinted on before, it was partially expected. So it's just how you it's how you respond, and it's it's that resilience that you try and show that can can get your team to to push through and to to come out the other side with you like you don't want them to i guess garner off your anger and um, and push through so it's just it's really important and I, I guess especially being in the yarra valley where we're surrounded by all these beautiful suppliers that that we want to use and we want to we want to have them on our side and and sort of everything going forward and you've just got to support them and I think that's what it was there was it was probably only a couple of hours of of frustration this time uh for me, but it was it's still there and it's still like even today at home um homeschooling the kids and trying to get some work done and the frustration's there, but it's and it's hard to say and it's hard to put into words, but I guess the excitement of of what we've seen post all of the lockdowns and and what the the community spirit's been and it was amazing. I think the, the Tuesday, of the, the start of the school holidays, when um, sort of Greater Queensland, I suppose, or definitely South um, New South Wales got locked down, the amount of bookings that we received um, to really push us through that school holiday period was immense. And that's, I think, there's a big push now to really lock our borders down and, I guess, for a, for a phrase to go the McGowan way and just to keep people out because there's enough people in Victoria to support us. and. Um, I just think, yeah, it's that resilience that we need to show as a, especially as leaders, whether we be executive chefs or restaurateurs or um, or yourself and people in the media. It's we we can't, I guess, feed the hunger and uh, or feed the anger and that the frustration can always be there, but it's how you turn that into a positive, I suppose.
1: Mm, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's all so very well said. Um. And I think you know that that support of one another that you that you noted in terms of you know people coming out to businesses when they're able to uh, I think you know was that something that you'd seen right through when people were able to travel within Victoria that it, that it was a lot of locals um, that were sort of filling the gaps from the interstate and international visitors
0: yeah definitely we've got a big market um, with I guess rolled into one of our key partners with global ballooning that is we've got a, a big Asian push when they go up in the balloons they come to us for breakfast and stuff like that and even through um the australian wine touring company so awtc who come out to lunch with us every day it's uh, big tour groups and stuff like that but um even right back to when we were locked down in march april last year um to come out of that first lockdown and and we were back to reduce seatings and capacities were restricted and we were doing two, two lunches, two dinners, and, and trying to sort of do a couple of breakfasts for people who were in house and do boxes back to their rooms just to, to space people out a bit. And it was really busy. And we, we were only open Friday, Saturday, Sunday for the first sort of three or four weeks um, of that. And it, the response was enormous. And it really, it really was, it showed us, I guess, how it can be done and like you don't want to be sitting here now and fast forwarding 15 or 12 months since the end of that first lockdown. I think, geez, we're, we're still back in this, but it does show. And I know it's a, it's a catch cry to say, Oh, but we bounce and we be resilient and all that, but it, it re- the public will come back and that's, um, yeah, that's, I think the silver lining. It's, it, it is really tough to, to sit at home at the moment. I, I love being a chef and I love being in kitchens and working with my team, but, it's really frustrating to sit and work by myself. And Zooms aren't a chef's best friend. We like to, to <laughs> hold food and we like to have people around us and we do bounce off each other. And, um, but I think that, that the community spirit and the... I don't know if we were open today, how many people would come out and see us with this rain tumbling down. But um, people have braved it. And people have braved the elements because I think they understand and know that hospitality, we're, we're sort of the first ones out. And we're the last ones back in with every lockdown. So we are the ones who want to do things right when we get the chance to reopen. So when we reopen, we make sure that we've got all the signs up and we've got the QR codes and um, everything's available in terms of all those um, safeguards, I suppose. And and we, we want and hope that people feel safe about that.
1: Mm. Well, I noticed today there was a press conference and um, the, uh, our COVID, what's his name, COVID commander, Jerome Weimar, um, uh, who, yeah, I mean, I think he's a great communicator. But one thing that he really stressed was that Miss Frankie's, this uh, restaurant in Cremorne that was a case location, he like couldn't have been more complimentary and positive about all their QR code checking and everything that they'd done. And, you know, he was he really said, you know, what the way that they ran their business and all their COVID compliance has helped them get on top of the outbreak. And I thought, well, that's, that's great to hear. That's sort of great reinforcement for all those hospitality businesses Businesses who are putting the extra resources and time and and thought into making sure that people do check in every single time they visit a business.
0: Yeah, because we can't have people being scared to to come out. It's it's hard enough for them as um, the community, I suppose, to be locked in their houses. So when they come out, they need to be able to feel comfortable about where they're going and, and that they're not in a position or a, or a place of threat. So.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So speaking of resilience and adversity, tell us about the blaze that destroyed Balgowney Estate's kitchen last year.
0: Yeah, pretty, pretty tough period. It was, um, as I sort of said, like we'd just come out of first lockdown and we're operating um, Thursday, um, sorry, Friday, Saturday, Sunday for, I think for the first four weeks. And then uh, the team went back in and we were in there on a, on a Thursday uh, just doing some prep, and um, yeah, it just sort of took hold. Um, it ripped through, uh, and being a well, I guess we're right on the cusp of regional and metropolitan. Um, so we had the, the CFA come out, but it took them about 16 to 18 minutes to get to us, and, and within that time, it was uh, the flames were coming out the front door, and oh my um, gosh. The, all staff were safe. Uh, there weren't any guests on site, which was a blessing, I suppose. We were we were getting ready for them to come the next day, but, um, so yeah. And for people who like, I'd been there a year and a half, uh, people had been there for two, three, five. Um, and when you're in a regional sort of place, you do, you form a bit more of a bond, I think, um, as people, cause you, you don't have a break. You can't, well, well if you do have breaks, you don't really go home cause you, anyone's 15, half an hour, 45 minutes from home. And you sort of just spend your time around the property, speaking to other people and, um, yeah, it was really sad and really uh, a tough period. And look, we had a, uh, I guess, a session that the following day just a, a, uh, with a, a psychologist and all that, just to, if anyone had any um, ongoing sort of worries or angst um, about how it happened, why well, not why it happened, but how it happened and, and how we could then push on. And uh, look, great credit to the team. Um, we just sort of, again, even though, even though we'd only gone through one lockdown, it was um, bounce, what can we do? And uh, we ran down and we sort of walked around our property and thought, well, we've still got 70 accommodation rooms. How can we um, facilitate them and how, what can we create? And we had a space on our tennis court. And at first we just sort of, um, oh, I guess our operations manager, oh, now general manager, Mel Watson and myself. And we walked down and had a bit of a look and we thought, oh, well, we- we can, and again, coming from a big organisation, so I worked at the RACV for for ten or twelve years, and I was like, oh, I can handle this. This is just another project, and um, but again, the local side of it, and we hadn't really looked at, but I looked at sort of the big companies, the big city-based companies to come out and put a marquee up or something, and then a local guy had, had spent a couple of days trying to get in touch with us, and and that's what he'd done for for twenty years was to put marquees up and um, at Rochford and um, other places at the uh, Yarra Valley uh, know, Glen Racecourse, and and he's de, uh, developed, designed, and and built this amazing marquee uh, with a fully commercial kitchen in the back of it, that we sort of oh, could have had up and running um, probably four, five, six weeks after the fire, but then lockdown two spilled through, so it just put it all on hold again. And, oh my goodness! Um, <laughs> yeah, so it was just a stop start, and I think that's been the the theme. Um, but then we got going on whatever we could like the eighth of 8th of November, I think we we rolled in and uh, it was it was brilliant. It really uh, gave the team a, another outlet, um, a little bit more motivation about what was happening. The rebuild um, was only just starting, so that was five six months after the, the fire itself. But um, that was just all tied up in insurance and everything. But um, yeah, we put the we built what we've called is the, the eatery. Uh, it's got a it's got a cellar door component to it. It's got the the restaurant component when we first opened, because it had to have um, COVID friendliness. I suppose it had an outdoor area, um, which we've converted into a, a fully enclosed space now with the, especially the Yarra Valley uh, winter forming and being very cold in the mornings. Um, and again, we, and we've rolled through different styles of menu. We started with a very casual uh, menu and we've just designed and, um, I guess, evolved that back to our... Um, our restaurant style, we were very lucky to be able to maintain most of the team uh, throughout the lockdown, the lockdown, to burn down, the lockdown and over reopening and having them and having their skills, we didn't want to just put on a, a sort of a casual cafe style menu. We wanted to make sure we had something again to um, sit, sit really well with our wines. Our wines are a really good quality and the the quality of the accommodation. And even though it is a temporary structure, it's, it's, it's permanent in our eyes, and it's um it's it's drilled into the tennis courts. I don't know what we're <laughs> going to do eventually. If anyone's going to want to come back and play tennis, there's big holes in the court. But um, and it, it's been really good. But then uh, the, the next lockdown, I suppose, just before Valentine's Day, another really big weekend that we'd really um, promoted and um, had some fantastic numbers. And um, but yeah, we we just keep rolling. I suppose, Danny. It's 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 tough, but look, we're we're only. I'd like to say eight weeks away from the, the fully relaunch of uh, Bell Gownie, uh, the restaurant, the, the cellar door and everything. But um, it's probably 10 weeks away with a, a, little, a couple of delays popping in. But, it's, yeah, it's really exciting time.
1: Wow, that's amazing. It'll be great if um, you can have a really good spring and summer out there in the new premises and, yeah, hopefully yeah you'll just be able to look back on things um, as being a bit of a crazy period but um, yeah it all feels a bit uncertain at this point.
0: It does I think that and that word I don't I don't know if it gets spoken about enough the uncertainty like right now there's uncertainty for the team uh, what they're going to do when we're going to reopen but I think the uncertainty for the for the guests as well um, consumer uncertainty or whatever they want to call it it's they just don't know. People just don't know um, if they're allowed. Where can they go? How many can you have there? And it's a big part for us as as industry leaders in, in hospitality to get the message out that we are open. We we are, as you sort of said, with the the place in Cremorne, doing. We are all doing the right thing. It's we can't. You can't get tested at the front door, wait for a result, and and then come in. It's it's not that simple. It's a, a yeah. On <laughs> the other words that we all sort of look to have tattooed on our foreheads on, on the best public health advice. It's we just do what we can and that's 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 hospitality. It's a it's a very resilient industry. Um, we've always worked under pressure. We've always worked long hours, worked weekends and not, not not saying it's a whinge and a moan, but we do as you sort of said, we, we look back and we go, Oh, how did we get through that? How did we how did we push through that Christmas period or or how did we get over that? Or what did we do there? It's you just sort of get through and then you you look back. Um and you just push on from there. You say, okay, well, if we ever come up with this again, <laughs> hoping that you don't come up with a sixth lockdown, but you, you sort of just know what to do, how to get through it. And, and you try and just bring your team through. They're all a little bit less experienced or a little bit l- younger in the industry. You just you just hope because the one thing we don't want to do is lose really good people to the industry and really good chefs or, or front of house people or cellar door or anyone from the industry just to – have had enough i suppose and that goes the same for suppliers you you hope that they can just get through get out this get out for spring and and have people really support them
1: what is what is your approach to i guess keeping your staff engaged and and passionate about hospitality when the times are so uncertain
0: i guess oh and it's it's a funny thing i've always looked at myself as not being a a manager, as such, or and that was whether it was at RSV or in small restaurants. It was more you—you you are a leader, um, and people will look to you for uh, for support, for encouragement, for. But I guess the, the key word is for motivation. They they look for you for to come up with new ideas, but they also look for for just for advice and to to help them through. And I guess the 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 visa um, the visa holders it was that was really hard. I. As I said, look, to, to go through a couple of lockdowns and a burn down within six months was, oh, it was depressing and it was, it was really hard. But to get up and to have these amazing um, staff members who basically the government begged them to come into our country and, and help us out in skill shortages and, oh, come over and we'll give a visa and all of this. And, and then when this, when this came down, they were, they were just sort of the first ones forgotten about. And um, look, Beth, my sous chef, um, she was amazing. Um, she just rallied around and we raised a lot of money for them and um, she went shopping for them and dropped care baskets at their house and we had um, clothes donated for them. And, and just that, I think, the sort of communication that's, that we then went through with the team, and this is why we were doing we had Friday night trivia sessions and all that sort of stuff, but to, to bring them all through together, um, and it's a funny thing because you... you as a leader and a manager, you you teach people that everybody's different and everyone has different circumstances. But you're all you are in it together. Um, you're not in the same boat. Everyone has different circumstances, as I said. And but you you are in it together. You want to be there. Whether you're the first year apprentice, I want to hear her her thoughts and her story about how she can, um, I guess, push through and help us out and what she can bring to the party. And um, yeah, it's just it's just leadership. It's it's critical. You've got to help your team. Um, just to get through the next day. And, and especially for those two visa holders, uh, in the end, we lost one, but he, he was lucky enough to pick up another visa at a, a place in the city. But So um, to, to the one we've still got, Callum, he's just an exceptional pastry chef. But look, that must have been, uh, again, that word uncertainty of just not knowing how long it was going to go on for, um, lack of support, whether it be financial or or just the information. Like he's still waiting for the the next stage of his um, permanent residency application, and, and we were promised uh, even before the first lockdown, so February 20, oh God, 2020, that it was going to be fast tracked. And I, I know things have happened in the world and everything like that, but you just need that, I guess, support, and um, it's it's a bit lacking at the moment. But that's why we, as 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 hospitality. Have to just have to get them through. It is a really exciting time to, to look to spring for us for, for as a new establishment and a new facility. But also just to look at what what's possible for all of hospitality and and how we can, if if places can get out the other side, how how busy we all hope it's going to be when the the sun shines.
1: Mm, it's yeah, you just. It's like you've got to obviously deal with the immediate, but it sounds like it really helps you and your team to have a bit of that, you know, medium to longer term thinking to, to keep you motivated.
0: Yeah, and I think just the – like we, we've – it's it, some part of it's been really exciting and really, um, yeah, the future planning of what we can do up there. But that it's also been really frustrating as well that how long is it going to take and, and that was something that was taken out of our hands by by sort of assessors and insurers and um, planners and all that sort of stuff. And you're trying to say, okay, guys, we're in this yeah, temporary structure, and it's and it's an amazing location, and it's a beautiful spot. And people come down and go, oh, we can't believe you've you've built this and you've put this up in this space, and you're still producing amazing food on wonderful um, yeah plate ups and a whole bit um, up to that standard. But at the same time. It is a temporary fix and it's, it is a, I know, I don't, I don't like saying it to the team, but it it is a tent um, <laughs> and it gets cold and uh, it gets hot when the sun shines on it. And uh, the the floor is just sort of wooden timber, whatever it is, and it's covered in vinyl and it, it does creak and it we get a little leak here and there and then birds fly in and it's, <laughs> <laughs> it, it really is, it really is hard. But like to keep looking up on the hill and you're seeing it one, once the, um, the redevelopment started, and I just decided like, once it was safe um, and the walls were up, the windows were up, that we just take the team up there every every week if we ha- if we can, and we speak to the builder really well, and he dep put your hard hats on and in you go, and we sort of say, look, this is where the kitchen's going to be, and then a couple of weeks later, the cool rooms are in. Oh, this is where the pass is going to be, and this is what we're going to do, and yeah, it's it's exciting and it's motivational um, to see it, and you just hope that. Um, yeah, whether they be big places, small suppliers, anything like that, that they're leading their teams through with that same philosophy of of some level of excitement. You like you don't want to false promise anybody anything, because um, c- that can be really demoralising when it sort of doesn't. There's no fruition to it.